0: The Hamilton Bulldogs are heading to St. John. Thanks to a game of seven win in Hamilton, the Bulldogs are 2022
1: Cup champions. And for the second time in their history, will
2: play for the Memorial Cup. Make room in the rafters.
3: It's a fourth banner for the Bulldogs. The Robertson Cup. The Bulldogs! What a team! What a night! What a moment!
4: What a way to start the 100th episode. The Hamilton Bulldogs are your 2022 OHL champions. Wardy, what a night game 7 was, man.
0: Holy. What, like, that atmosphere was crazy. First off, to the listeners, thanks for bearing with recentized voices. Our throats are yeah right i mean ceiling. No, <laughs> <See you> <laughs> gotta collect clean serve. the drive no. <laughs> <laughs> okay i gotta keep it together composure oh there goes the oh heart.
4: god yeah that was 10 seconds in. very long, long night. night very enjoyable night very long um, uh we very long series yeah you know it was nice to see that we were joined by Almost twelve thousand fans in attendance at First Ontario Center. So props to everybody that came out because that made it one heck of a night for sure. Even the Windsor fans that made the trip, like it was. Heard some ghost bits go throughout the
0: night, and like you know what, it was honestly pretty. It was really cool to see like the amount of Windsor fans that go. I heard a rumor there was a fan bus that went. I didn't see any buses out front, but obviously we got out of there like late. Late. What time did we get out of there? Eleven thirty. So. yeah, probably walked out of the arena at 30. Yeah. So for you, 12, quarter after 12, getting home for me 12.30, 12 30. It was a late night. It was a late night. Actually, I'm in good time. Game.
4: I got home at 12. Had to be.
0: Had to be. Probably. Yeah. It was, it honestly wouldn't experience, though, yeah. like to experience a crowd like in Reese, you nailed it on the head pregame. I mean, you're talking to Craig Button about this too. When this is just an event, for all ohl fans yeah you know to see eleven thousand there last night like honestly it gives you chills it gives you goosebumps and i really hope this adds momentum into next season mm-hmm. because like talk about growing the league and growing the game i mean it was spectacular to see all the fans there um it yeah. was cool to go down on the ice to the post game as well but just everything, like the atmosphere. When we were walking onto the ice there post game, and you could feel that energy. And it, like, it's crazy. Like it, get, it gives you chills. So it was a really cool thing to experience. That's for sure. And it was almost like the outdoor game back in March when uh, uh, we piggybacked the NHL's Heritage Classic.
4: Yeah. No, it was like I said with with Craig, and he even kind of talked about this. Just you no, know, I can't believe it's been. That long, and I think the Gulf Storm tweeted out they were <laughs> around 1,100 Dome. days reigning champions, and obviously now that's over. But um, and yeah, it's basically what I was saying to Craig is the OHL almost needed a game seven in the OHL finals, and you know you can say what you want about the fan support because it was unreal. This OHL finals couldn't have had two better teams. Obviously, throw nine thousand into London, that would have been lit seven. <sighs> The five hundred in the you know, Kitchener would have been sweet, but the fact that we got what upwards of seven thousand at the WFCU Center—that was every cra- game,
0: like that was the crazy Game
4: Seven. Like it's, it was, it was that. Like the league needed this. I think they needed a Game oh. Seven of the OHL Finals, and the fact that the number one team from each conference was in it made it even better. You know, it's a good thing it
0: went seven games because that celebration in Windsor in Game Six would have oh, got God. us home at
4: like. I don't think we would have slept. I legit think like we would have went like. I can't even imagine what time. Well, what, what time did Brandon say he got home after like game 10 six? To five, quarter to five, ten to five in the morning. I believe it.
0: Like, cra- like just crazy. Like Good thing there wasn't a celebration because there would be no like getting yeah. home. Like, that would been too long of a night. But yeah. God, we would have slept what there, an atmosphere uh, in Windsor, though. Yeah. Man, honestly, the drive—it was like you're in a trance. Remember, I kept telling that, t- saying that to you because, like, it was weird. Like, yeah. you're just driving straight for so long, and it's like dark. The roads are faded, like, yeah, especially just, when you, you get on the four hundred one between,
4: yeah, the four hundred one between Windsor and London. Like, you got that stretch where it's just down to one lane, where it's been one lane for freaking God knows how long. Right but, but yeah. we're building better roads in Ontario. <laughs> yeah, the ten-year plan. Love it. But yeah, I mean, hey, had a boy. But yeah, just, here? just to get the opportunity to be a part of it. I mean, we got to give a shout out to Josh Sweetland, director of communications yes. for the Ontario hockey league, just allowing us to be a part of uh, every game. Obviously I didn't go to Windsor for games three and four, but just to give us that opportunity, get down on the ice after game seven. So a uh, huge shout out to Josh Sweetland. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean,
0: yeah you know, thanks Josh
4: talk, talk about Reed Duffy the amount of support we've gotten from him and on the Bulldogs audio network throughout the year which by the way very successfully first year on the Bulldogs audio network for him um talk Ooh. about the guys he's done games with uh Troy is the car shout out to him uh, hey. Norm Miller the predictions uh, which Troy and I's predictions pre-game oh god it. It, it was funny too because <laughs> I like nailed you said six. five two in game six and what was it after period two? It was 3 2 Windsor, and Troy comes up to you he goes, Oh, yeah, 5 2. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah it was 5 it's 2. Like, <laughs> it was 5 2. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, Troy's a good guy. Yeah, so just, yeah, just a huge shout out to everyone. And you know, again, there's countless people that we could thank for getting to episode number 100. Pooh, tons. Um, we don't got time for that, but. I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll mention a few names along the way. Oh, you know
0: um, what we'll do? Should if we functional. have a, if we have like if somebody comes up that contributed in a way in the topic, we'll just quickly shout them out. That <clears throat> shout that. Them out. Yeah, it works. I remember the I remember the first quote tweet, which was cool. Shout out to Brad, one of our Ooh, super your fans. Bandwidth. Yeah, shout out to Brad. That's like yeah. the first quote tweet we got on Twitter, episode two or so. three.
4: Yeah, something like that.
0: That was pretty cool. So, shout out to Brad. Shout out to Matty Rowe, the Effect Insider. Oh, yeah. By the way, there were some effects. Oh, God. In yeah. In the finals. Mason McTavish, go get your crown, big boy. <laughs> hey, awesome. we call him out. We call him out.
4: You got to step up. Yeah. That, that was hilarious talking about that off the record with Reed and then bring it up on the show last week. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was awesome. But yeah. he goes I mean, we weren't wrong, right? We weren't wrong. White Johnston, I yeah. don't want to say he was the better player through the first three games, but he was, Windsor was up two games to one. Yeah, after three games. So, well,
0: especially game one. Game one, I didn't think McTavish was very good for his standards. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Like, Hamilton had that game, but. For his standards, I don't think he was getting Game 3. Game 3, I mean, Hamilton had a very tough time.
4: Yeah, Game 3 and game 6, two worst yeah. games of the year. Man, Game 6. Well, for honestly, sure
0: playoffs, but Game <clears> 6. And you heard Savard say it in a post-game presser. I think Game 6 was on. Like, yeah, credit to Windsor. They played a heck of a hockey game. I mean, they were incredible all series, all mm-hmm. season long. They won 13 in a row to end the season.
5: Yeah. But
0: the big thing to me was... The crowd, when they scored to tie it, that place blew up. And then it got even louder 28 seconds later when they take the lead. Like yeah. in game six, that is like, that was insane. I don't think I've witnessed a crowd that loud before. Hamilton was loud. Hamilton was loud on Wednesday night. It was really loud there, but like Windsor is right there. Mm-hmm. They got to a decibel count.
4: They got to a decibel count. I'm with you. He's so cool. Yeah, I mean, talk about the games. We've seen the WFCU Center full. uh, Obviously, the Memorial Cup Final in 2017 comes to mind. You look back at the 09-2010 teams that the Windsor Spitfires had following the move to the new arena, which, by the way, if you haven't been to Windsor since, like, year one or two, uh, that that area is completely different. You don't even see the arena coming. I guess if you're coming from – no, coming from the other way. So for anyone that knows Windsor and probably a lot of people don't coming from the high school, you can see the bubble, which is actually really cool. You can yeah, see it's like Buffalo, the arena, but you come in the other way. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. You'll see it once you get by this, like, I don't know, oh. condo building or whatever. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of sucks, but yeah, no, props to them. Great arena. Uh, it's going to be hopping for night one when they raise that Western conference championship banner. So.
0: Ooh hey, it's gonna be great this year. I forget the home opener was against the schedules was released and I'm having a blonde moment I've got it up right released. now. Yeah, what's your home opener?
4: Because some teachers are starting on the road. They start on a Saturday. Is it against Sarnia? Windsor like, starts Saturday, October first. Yeah. Sarnia? against the Sarnia Sting. I thought so. That's cool. And then yeah.
0: Hamilton and then Hamilton starts on the road for three games. I believe it's three games, two or three games. They play yeah, I... uh, Oshawa.
4: Which is sick. Game number one for them. Uh, Friday, September thirtieth. They are at the Sleeman Center against oh, the yeah, we'll Storm.
0: Be, probably good chance we'll be there. That, yeah, that's uh, gonna be a sick game. Gual- yeah, Guelph's gonna be a wagon. That could be an OHL final next year. Like I was already looking at next year. Yeah, right. that could be a final next year for sure. Because Hamilton's gonna be good. Hamilton can still be good. Like they don't have to move Constantini, and I mean they could get Morrison back. Likely not, but they could get some of these O twos back for their OAs. Mm-hmm. For their o's for their OA season, they could be really good. Like their defense core is gonna be good next year,
4: Hamilton. I mean, Van Vliet's a star, He get yeah. a heck of a series. Donovan I was gonna say, White. Yeah, you look all the way, you look all the way up and down the lineup. Like they're gonna be um, good. Brendan Anderson, like the opportunity Ooh. he's gonna get. By the way, that man is huge. Oh man, just like to so, point that out. That man what is I? huge. Who would you say? Yeah. I am six-two, six-one or two,
0: yeah. He was like that like looking up like he looked like a giant to me like i think i went up to it like on skates i think i went up to his like shoulders
4: at the at the highest i was gonna say i was i was up to the bulldogs logo
0: yeah so just maybe like it would have been close to his shoulders but that maybe the number on the shoulder just below the shoulder but like that's as high as i got to him like he's huge like he's a giant and uh what a player Arbor Jack, I too. That was such a cool interview after post game with Arbor Jack. Eh? Yeah. Oh my, I'm so happy he won a championship. He deserves it. He really does. Um what a what a player. What a series he had. You know, you, you, you give him the freedom. You give him the freedom to go do his thing. He takes a penalty in game 1 in overtime. Then he comes back. Windsor was booing him all series in Windsor and I mean, he probably loved it. He yeah. probably loved it. And I forgot to ask him that post game, but I want And right, you know, when you ask questions, then like you get into a zone and right after you're like, oh, damn, forgot this because it's so time consumed, right? You got to be quick on ice, on the on ice interviews after the game. You don't have that much time. You got 30 seconds to a minute at most a minute, right? So it's got to be quick. So I kind of zoned out on that one, but I'm sure his response would have been good. And I mean, he was, he was interested in going to the party. That's for sure.
4: Oh yeah. Well, and talk about a moment in game seven after, Bulldogs go up to nothing. I see his yes. Jamie Key step in front of the bench. Hey, yes. Nate Arbor, get your butts one. over here, grabs them by the, by the shoulder pads. And it's like, you better not go to the box.
0: Yeah. It's well, you know, and you can't have those OAs getting in trouble like that. That's for sure. Especially Jack. I Jack stay. OCC you see at the odd time, but Jack, uh, you'll see him, you'll go out of his way to hit yeah. somebody. I mean, you'll see him after the, wh- and he's so fun to watch. Because if you know me or Reese, we're fans of that hard-nosed hockey, kind of a little bit on an edge to a rat, mm-hmm. in a way you could say, protocol rat. But Arbor remember Jack, uh, you watch him after the whistles of this series. Yeah. He'll hit you after the whistle. He'll say something to you. Windsor wanted to go out of their way to say something to him. Like it was just your prototypical, how you're going to beat Arbor Jack. Guy. He did well after game one, he did well. He started to slow down. I don't think he got a penalty in game seven. Well, there wasn't that many penalties in game seven. It was no, well officiated. It was uh, well, really just that weird.
4: moment after the second goal. Like it was yeah. really, that was obviously there was not a pointless penalty, but it really was at the end of the game with like two Oh six remaining. I think it was.
0: Yeah. Renwick.
4: Yeah, so I mean... He had a good series. It's that one. Yeah, shout out to Michael Renwick. He, he did play really well. Yeah, and um,
0: the officials on Wednesdays... Sorry, Reese. The officials on Wednesdays, Mike Hamilton and Sean Reed. I thought they had a well-officiated game, so... Yeah, I thought they did really to well, them. too. Congrats to doing a Game 7, by the way. That's a big deal yeah. for the officials to an OHL final. That's a big one, so yeah.
4: congrats to them. All right. Um, we're about 13 minutes in. Kind of map out the show a little bit late, but No big deal. We got excited. Yeah. All good. Uh, We are going to break down this series kind of not very seriously. Obviously hockey's meant to be fun. Um, That is a quote from Gordon Bombay. Uh, But we, (laughs) we will go over the OHL finals. We will go over all seven games or at least the last four since the last time we chatted. Interviews will be thrown in throughout this first segment. We talked to Nathan Steos, Mason McTavish, Marco Costantini, uh, Logan Morrison, Arbor Jackeye. And we're going to finish off with Jay McKee, his final thoughts uh, on the, <laughs> the OHL blue. season, of course. They are moving on to the World Cup. Uh, also, I think we're going to touch on the schedule because that's pretty, pretty big. Opening yeah. night, September 29th with three games on hand. So that should be fun. We'll get to that, of course. Um, and then with this being the 100th episode, Second segment's just going to be looking back on the first hundred or 99, I guess, but favorite moments you want to say, uh, we're going to hear from a special guest in yeah. segment number two.
0: Yeah. I guarantee you, we are going to get drilled. Oh yeah. guest. I know we are such a good guy. First class guy. Like I am actually excited for this guest. Like it's going to be a fun one. Um, I can't wait. I got. We both got the smiles going right now. Wardy, because... that's
4: segment three. I'm talking about. I'm oh, talking the about one before. That. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Getting ahead sure. of ourselves there, Wardy. You've been drinking yes. canes or something.
0: Under <laughs> Spitfire beer. Hey, gotta out be. to shout Franks, out to Frank. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, shout out to Franks. We got to crack one open middle oh, of the yeah. show.
4: Well, we'll have to. Segment number two, we are going to crack a beer. Don't crack it now. Don't ruin it. <laughs> Segment number two, because we're just going to hang tell out stories. and talk about the first hundred, tell Biggest stories about your campfire. Yeah, exactly. Out outdoors, our sad. campfires are better. Um, hey, you know what? I, I actually,
0: being from Delhi, I can start a good campfire. From
4: the country, right? Yeah, I think Brantford's illegal, but oh well. <laughs> Sounds like Brantford's problem. <laughs> but And then, yeah, we're going to get to segment three. And we're going to chat all things OHL finals and Windsor Spitfires with someone you'll find out about in segment three.
0: Hey, I like that. I like that because I didn't blow the surprise, but I know who you, I know both who we're talking about. Oh, yeah. I had a blonde moment. Which is
4: hilarious because I think I just teased something, even though it's in the description of this. Yeah,
0: I always wonder that how
4: we tease stuff, but it's in the description. I know. Funny how that works, eh? Oh, well. Keep you can listen. introduce him, Morty. Go for it. Well, segment no. number three. Our no, guest no, no. will be. What do you I mean? want
0: to wait? I want to wait. I want to oh, wait. Okay. I want to keep the surprise. Just because, why not? For people that <laughs> don't read the description. Yeah. Well, some people you get the automatic um, update, right? Apple Podcasts, you get the notification every time there's an upload.
4: But I True. guess this description's still there. But yeah, yeah. we'll wait. Okay.
1: Right.
4: So that's gonna happen in segment three, and then we're gonna round up out episode 100, of course. But to the OHL finals, did not disappoint. We mentioned it already. The fans, they came out in both Windsor and Hamilton. Um, very enjoyable, you got to say. Right. I mean, that, that 2019 final you talk about with the Ottawa 67s and the Guelph Storm, entertaining also. But this one this one's for the record books for sure. For sure, attendance in game seven. Setting a new OHL Finals record. Not but a big deal. Let's start with the Windsor Spitfires, Colin. And I think we already touched on this. You know, we, we know how good White Johnson, Will Cooley are. You know, you throw Pasquale Zito in there. Heck, you have a third, fourth line guy in Oliver Peer that finds ways to score and put up points. Like, Yeah, Ryan Abraham like, too. Like Mark Savard said it all series long. We have a good team. All the players work as one. And a lot of the credit goes to them. You know, I can only coach them so much, but they're the ones out there playing. And uh, they they put on a show throughout this entire playoff. So I guess we'll start there, Wardy. Just thoughts on the spits and kind of guys that you're like excited to see in the NHL and guys you're excited to see back uh, with the Windsor Spitfires in 2022,
0: 2023. You know, it's funny because we might, we, like, there's so many players, Malat looked good. My has got a future in this league being a first round pick. The looked good. Mm -hmm. Renwick, Renwick. I think this is the best I've saw Renwick play. And Renwick was always a steady defenseman, but now you see him get the goal in game one in overtime for Windsor, you know, a solid player. Michael Renwick is, I really like him. Um, Daniel D'Amico. I mean, big goals, him and Maggio together at the end of warmups, you know, you can see that connection there on that Mm -hmm. second line. Um, It just, there's so, there's so many guys and yeah, I get it. You heard, you heard around Windsor that Hamilton's just deeper than they are, but I really don't think it was that far. I mean, you're talking about a first line of Wyatt Johnson, the MVP of the Ontario Hockey League, Will Cooley, a first round pick, and Pascali Zito, a draft pick into the National Hockey League, going up against Ryan Humphrey on the first line, Logan Morrison. I mean... Hell of a player. Yeah. And who was the last night? Oh, and Avery Hayes. A- honestly? He had your vote in the MVP. Avery Hayes was my third, yeah. Yeah. We can touch on that later on because yeah, okay. that'll be interesting because I honestly would take Windsor on paper over Hamilton's top line. Morrison, Hayes, Humphrey. Three solid players, but Johnston, elite scorer. Will Cooley, battler, Pasquale, Zito, really clear space for those guys. He helps Will Cooley out a ton on that top line. Wyatt Johnson doesn't get the amount of points he does without those guys on his line. Mm-hmm. You, and you know what? Massive tip of the cap to show guests. Not a big deal. This is Massive tip of the cap to him. He shouldn't have even been playing in the first game. I mean, the way his eye. So I saw him after game three and his eye was like swollen shut. I think I mentioned this on the show last week and his lip was cut and he's out there playing. He should not have even been playing, and he was out there playing and contributing. So shout out to him. Playoff hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Um thought Anushka. Heck of a heck of a job in net. Xavier Medina got them to the finals. You could say, Yep. you could say he got them there. I mean, yeah, no, that was a collective in effort in for Windsor Spitfires. Yeah, like it was kind of odd to be honest to see them switch to back to Anushka. Usually, when you make that switch, it's your ball.
4: Like you're not going to drop the ball, but yeah. Kind of like uh, 2008, like, you switch from Hashik to Osgood. Wings yeah, go win the cup. Good times.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like that, right? Like that's what they yeah. kind of had the vibes. But then they go back to Anishka, and it's funny when you make a trade like that, right? It felt like Windsor always wanted Anishka to be their guy, you know. So that'll be an interesting thing to look for in the trade deadline or not trade deadline, but the offseason, see what Windsor does in that because Anishka is 19. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but. What a hockey team i the christopolis ad was very underrated mm-hmm. solid player who else josh josh curry put together some quality minutes for them um andrew parrot andrew parrot that ad was really nice i think they get the update get the upgrade they needed turning lad out to north bay and getting parrot mm-hmm. i think that's a massive upgrade i think that helped honour a lot too yeah anyone else like that really stood out because they had a bunch like i think we went through their whole lineup yeah abraham's
4: get abraham's gonna be a star abraham's good um him
3: well here. the thing
5: about
4: abraham he really wasn't afraid to mix things up his stick was everywhere like yeah he was mm-hmm. ready to throw hands whenever he needed to and you're looking at abraham you're like really and a couple of those shots went at arbor jack and it's like wow okay all right yeah. let's see it let's go like it's that was the kind <laughs> of series you know like it was Again, you talk about the depth for the Windsor Spitfires. Ryan Abraham is right in the middle of everything. You know, uh, you know, my analogy on that—that's
0: what um, my analogy on showing up to the fight. You I don't have for. to. You don't have to win the fight. Just show up when you drop the gloves. Just show up. It sends a message. You don't have to win it. Obviously, every Jacka, he's the toughest guy in the league, so that's why that message comes in. Obviously, you want
4: to win a fight if you get a fight, but you just got to show up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Congratulations to the Western conference champion, Windsor Spitfires, Mark Savard. Oh my God. Hell of a job first year behind oh. the bench. And he'll be the first hey. one to say that it wasn't all him, but uh, no. he had a lot to do with that. And, and here's like, the next prop, effect.
0: props to him. Here's the next effect. And I really wish. So there's no press conference after elimination game in a series. And, Windsor's presser wasn't really; they didn't have a presser, right? It was kind of off the record. We saw like local, like I'm sure Manny got to speak. I'm sure Steve got to speak with Savard. OHL did, but like we really like it wasn't like publicly to like to go there. And we were we were on the ice. I mean Hamilton, we like we to be fair, we've been covering Hamilton all season. We're on their audio network. We got five six interviews there, other players, and we had to get those guys, but. I honestly, and if you can attest to this, I look down the tunnel because I want to shake Mark Savard's hand after the playoffs because, and I wish there was a way, and if the Windsor Spitfires can reach out, because I know Windsor, there's going to be a few people listening to us from the Spitfires organization for sure. If anyone can reach out to me or Reese, email, Twitter, um, anyway, if you have our numbers, just reach out because it would be nice to be able to get a hold of Mark Savard and just thank him for the time after each game this series um really took a lot of thought into our questions in the post game um very very like i was very impressed i mean he's a guy and i say that i've said this every single game through seven games It was very predictable of what i was going to say but mark savard out of any coach in the league i don't think i'd want to play for anyone other than mark savard he'd be my top on my list to play for the energy that he brings to the table is unreal you know he has your back there's no coach in the league where you get that, you know, when you get that feeling, when you have a coach where it's like, I know this coach has my back. Mm-hmm. I know that he's going to stick with me. I know that he'll have the talk with me if I need it, but he's going to stick with me. When that, when you know, you have a coach that does that for you and he has your back and you're okay to try things and, or, cause that's a big point, right? When you can try things and you can feel confident trying things, you're not going to get bleeped out by your coach after messing up, you're not afraid of failure. He supports you 100%. And I'm very impressed with Mark Savard. And we said this last week, look for Mark Savard to get an NHL coaching job this next season. I was kind of skeptical about it. I thought maybe two years because it's only been one year in the OHL. I thought he comes back to Windsor next year. And then the year after, if Windsor has another good year next year, which they very well could. I mean, I think they'll be loaded. That Western Conference is going to be nasty next year, but you might... I think he comes back next year, but he's definitely going to get interviews. 100% he'll get interviews, and he, it's very well-deserving. And I wish, and if anyone from Windsor can uh, send me uh, Mark's contact info, I just want to reach out and say, uh, heck of a yeah. job this year. I mean, I hope he gets some of that uh, season ticket dollar there for all the tickets he's selling to up there at the Wafco. But yeah, what a, what a coach. What a coach, that's for sure. And Hamilton's got a stud as well. Who's going to be at the next level very soon? And it's funny about Mark Savard. My last topic on Mark Savard. Mark Savard would be a great coach for a rebuilding young NHL team. And it's funny; it fits the team across the river. It fits the team across the river, but like it's true though. Like you imagine having Mark Savard on a young coaching a young NHL team, like the energy. It kind of reminds me of when Ottawa hired DJ Smith. Yeah, that's kind of that similar vibe. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in Windsor, but he's definitely going to have interviews. That's 100% for sure.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, All right. The OHL champion Hamilton Bulldogs get the job done. Seven games. Uh, They take care of the spits. We'll start our Bulldogs chat off with Colin Ward's chat with none other than Mason McTavish. Here with the recent OHL champion Mason McTavish, Mason. Congratulations! What's this feeling
0: like? You come over at the trade deadline. Hectic season for you. What's this feeling like being an OHL champion? Yeah, no, it's something you dream about as a kid. You know, especially in Game Seven. Uh, you know, it's something you play in your head about a hundred times. And uh, you know, to be an OHL champion, it means it means the world to me. So pretty, pretty happy right now. Perfect. Short and quick. When does the St. John's prep start? You obviously got to have fun tonight. When does the St. John's prep start? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll probably be uh, probably back on the ice in a couple of days, and uh, you know, obviously, we'll enjoy this, and we'll uh, we'll get back to work.
4: That was Mason McTavish with Colin Ward post game following uh, their game seven win in the OHL Championship. That dude Man. was having fun.
0: Oh my! That hey, dude was. So that dude was he gave you, you know, so that, fired up. He gave me the time count. He gave me the time count. He said, "So, did you have your watch out?" And you were like, "Yeah." So okay, right, it was just right. short and sweet. It was just short and sweet, but I can tell you right now, that's how I lost my voice because it was so loud around him yeah. and him and Arbor Jack, it was so loud. And you can hear the woos in the background, the players coming up and tapping him on the back where I'd like yell. So I think that's why my voice is all scratchy. Today. And plus we had a heck of a road trip, but we'll get to that the next segment. But yeah. What an interview it was nice to be able to speak to Mason, talk to him a couple of times throughout the season coming over but it's nice to see you know you're an ohl champion he's an olympic champion he's an ohl champion he's not an olympic champion yet but he will be and he could have been a world junior champion he's just he's won everywhere he's went he's been on competitive teams it's nice to see him possibly probably end his junior career but
4: i was gonna say let's talk yeah let's talk about his junior career because you know with peterborough Weren't really sure he was going to end up in Peterborough to be completely honest. Ends up going He wasn't even gonna um, go. and that's yeah, that's just he's going to play be- in Switzerland. Yeah, uh, that just began a great journey for him. Uh, third overall pick by the Anaheim Ducks gets a shot. They send him back and he's on his way to Hamilton. What a player yeah. I that shot. Talk about the shot in game in game five five. Yeah, just bar down glove side on Onishka like our mouths just he, dropped. Yeah, he's ready for the NHL. Uh, we saw that the first week or two that he's with the Bulldogs. We're like, why is this dude here? We, yeah, he's. I, in you know, obviously, everyone was happy he was in terms of Hamilton fans, but like, yeah. this dude's going to be elite, and he's joining a great young core in Anaheim. Of course, you got Segris on the back end. He's got former Erie Otter, right. Jamie Drysdale. Like, Pearl. who knows who's going to be in that because John Gibson, who knows what's going to go on, but... Um Mason McTavish is going to be on the top line for the Anaheim Ducks one day. And, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise me if it's within three years.
0: Oh, for sure. Probably maybe even next year because he'll be up for the Calder next year with that shot. You're going to yeah. get points with that shot. He'll be in the Calder race, that's for sure. And just a heck of a player. Heck of a player. And it was a bit massive treat to watch him play every home game that he was in Hamilton. I mean, credit to Steve Stas for making that trade, right? Yep. You made that trade, you knew what you're going to get, and you got a championship out of it. And that's a message to every other GM in the Ontario Hockey League you make the move, success comes. So remember that for next trade deadline. Let's have some more excitement on January 10th next year because there's nothing better than an exciting trade deadline.
4: Well, and you look at the movie made in 2018, uh, giving yes. up a really good player in Connor it? McMichael, but it worked out getting Robert Thomas and winning an OHL championship then, which By the way, that was sick. The alumni that they had at the game yesterday. Sloane Lawrence was at the game yesterday. Like, just the amount of talent that was on that stage down beside that Windsor net. You talk about Isaac Nurse, the The impact he's had on this franchise. Obviously, Robert Thomas was there. Mackenzie Entwistle was there. Like, just name after name after name. You're Mm -hmm. thinking, holy crap, 2018 was four years ago, four or five years ago. Like, yeah. Right. These guys three. are grown up. Like it's it's wild.
0: Well, Hamilton won now two out of three years, right? The last two out of three years, Hamilton won because they won Hamilton, Guelph, Hamilton.
4: Yeah, last three and a half years they've won twice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To the.
4: Yeah. No, um, but it's like the last it's,
0: past champions, I guess.
4: Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. We'll go to the net. Morty, this will be a youth segment with Marco Costantini. Um, I had a chance to talk with him post game and here's what he had to say following yet another great performance from number 33. Marco, first off, congrats on the championship. A lot of work to do still need to be done for the mem cup, but OHL season, put it into words. Oh, it's so, it's so good, man. I can't explain it. You know, uh, they broke the Hamilton record, most wins and accomplished so much in playoffs going 12 and 0 and so much diversity too. guys getting hurt and everything. And, uh, It feels so good winning. Yeah, for you in the playoffs, 16-2-1, what do you think was the best part of your game throughout these 16 wins? Uh, I think it was consistent pretty much the whole playoffs. Um, You know, I was keeping my team in the games, and um, our team played good in front of me, too. That's why I did good, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, talk about your D. I mean, blocking shots. We talked about it after game five. Just, you know, the work they put in just to have such a good penalty kill and, you know, eventually get you to where you are right now. Yeah, they've been good all year. Like Our penalty kill has been top of the league. That's why they've been blocking everything. They let me see everything coming from the points. And a defense has been so good all year. I love it. That was Marco Costantini post-game uh, after winning an OHL championship, only allowing one goal once again. He was my third pick for the MVP. Like, kind of the way they worked it, it was five points for your first place vote, three points for your second, one point for the third. Um, obviously, you... Put Logan Morrison, Mason McTavish in front of that just because the amount of points they put up and the impact they had throughout the playoffs. Marco Costantini was stellar because you know we you can look out west and see what Sebastian Cosa did. Red Wings pick, not a big deal. Um, but he's right up there with him. Yeah, he in terms of stats, he's right up there. Like I think he maybe had one less shutout. He maybe only had like three or four shutouts. I think Cosa was up at five, like but the wins were yeah. there. Like he was 16, two and one. Like I mentioned to him, it was, he was so good. And he had to be good in game seven following game six, because we know it wasn't his best game. He knows it wasn't his best game. Jay yeah. McKee knows it wasn't. And he was better. You know, he made those timely saves and you know, kind of early on, we saw Windsor a lot of those high flippers in on Marco and come out and short hops. Those are tough. Yeah. They try to pull it on that. And, in a game seven, that's kind of a tough plan to go after, but um, the way he played it, it he didn't pull a Vesa Toscala. he you know, he came out and caught it in his chest. Oh, calmly pushed it to the side, like, yeah, everything about Marco Costantini. They we saw throughout the playoffs was working in game seven,
0: yeah, and they tested his five hole a lot too, like, yeah, that in the press box, both teams, Hamilton press Anuska as well. Um, both teams went five hole a lot and those long range uh alley shots i like to call them more the pop-up you could say Ever given up one fly. of those Wardy? no thank god but i've that gotten boy. hit i got hit in the head once from center ice that was oh, embarrassing god. i mean at least i made the save legit the guy off the opening face off you know who it is take takes a slap shot and like oh I don't know. no 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 i'll tell i'll tell t- you off air all right and I went to like, you know, like do like the old fight it off. Like, yeah. And like, then the puck started, it kept rising over my head. So I just stood up and head butted it. Yeah. I think, I think that's why I still have so many blonde moments because my head, like I still got headaches from it because like, oh my, like, I remember getting that one that Those are tough, but those long range ones that come down and they short hop in front of you, yeah man, those suck because you're thinking so much because you have so much time. And the more you think, the worse it is. So I don't mind that, but like, don't do it every time. Like uh, Windsor did it at least like three or four times last game. And Marco Costantini, by the way, was incredible. Don't win, you don't win in the playoffs without a good goaltender. So congrats to Marco. And you can see the relief. You can see the stress on his face throughout the series in the pre- post game. You can yeah, see after how game five, you eh? see how black his you see how black his eyes are from this stress, yeah. And he's just so locked in. This nice little a little break because they started Monday in the M M-M Cup, but it's a little break, but it'll be nice to get that break for him and just relax a little bit, have a good night on Wednesday night and get back to work on th- today, probably today, because you think you're going to leave Saturday. So Yeah, first game gotta, Monday. Yeah, get back to work, and uh, the grind continues for Marco Costantini, but what a playoff he's had, and it'll be interesting to see that matchup of him and Cosa. Because to be honest, yeah, it's tough because like I would like in this, I obviously recently being Red Wing fans, it has it's no bias at all. You have a first round pick in the National Hockey League and net in this in this mem cup. He's obviously going to be the focal point, the talking point of the top goalie in the tournament. Clearly, right? He's gonna be the, have the most eyes on him, but Marco Costantini's right there with him, and that's how underrated Costantini is. His numbers, like we said, are right there with him. So let's see. And hey, the OHL was all has always been known as the most skilled league out of the three. I mean, he's faced he's faced some very good players in this playoff. Costantini did. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens and see how he looks with the best now. You're in the t- you're playing the top three in Saint John
4: in the Mem Cup. Let's see how it looks. What a task for him. All right, the MVP of the playoffs logan morrison joined Colin ward postgame here's he what, what he had to say
0: here with the ohl playoff mvp logan morrison logan what's this feeling like ohl champions
6: oh it's the best feeling ever to do it with this group of guys it, it's an indescribable feeling we're so happy for each other and, and we're thrilled right now
0: yeah walk us through that avery hayes goal mason mctavish set play off the face off. what were you seeing on that play yeah, so on the first
6: one, uh, Macker won it back, and I kind of got a shot off there, and then uh, Hazer actually told me before the next one he, he'd be open, so I knew it was just an automatic play to him there. That's on him for, for recognizing that, and, and I just found him there, and he buried, so like he did all year, so it was good.
0: Yeah, perfect. I mean, a long year off. You guys come back,
6: OHL champions,
0: adding Arbor Jack guy and Mason McTavish at the trade deadline. How massive was that for you guys? Give me the
6: confidence. Oh, those are two massive additions. We obviously, we couldn't have done it without them. Uh, Arb was a, a horse all year on the back end, and then Macker, his play speaks for itself. So to add those two guys, was huge.
0: Well, you got to enjoy it tonight, but when does the St. John's prep, you guys are St. John's bound. When does Memorial Cup prep start for you?
6: Yeah, obviously we're going to enjoy this for a, for a couple days here, but uh, then we'll reset and uh, get ready for the Mem Cup.
4: What a player. Uh, Logan Morrison, he was on another level in terms yeah. of skill points hit a point in what 19 19 straight straight. games yeah and there's the point too there's the question too that
0: i forgot to ask well i knew to ask but i just locked in you have and you only have a certain yeah you start with one right then yeah and you yeah and then you you get an answer then you oh there's a follow-up right and you don't have a lot of time like you don't after a championship celebration you don't have a lot of time to ask a bunch of questions logan morrison though is definitely on like a show guest list so hopefully we can get him on to talk about this run because he is in an absolute heater and he's such a good guy such a hard worker mm. and props to him props to logan morrison it was funny to talk about the Hayes goal about mctavish going out there um in that set face-off play go down the ice and boom like it was crazy and Hamilton tried earlier, but there was no support on the draw because obviously they want to get to Morrison's one-time side. They want to get the, and they want to get that puck to Hayes along the Mm -hmm. back door. So there's a sit, which it didn't work obviously because they lost face off, but they tried it and Hayes scored. I think it was his second goal of the game for Hayes, but that was a, that was a nice goal. And I had to get that explanation from him uh, quickly because we're under time constraints, but what a player he is and what a game, what a, what a season he's had! What a game he had! What a playoff he's had! He's definitely deserving of the of the playoff MVP. That's who I voted for. I believe that's yep. who you voted for. So I yeah. had, I
4: think Brandon had him as well.
0: Yeah, every, I th- I want like, I wish people would tweet their votes out just to see how many first place votes, um, Logan Morrison yeah. got because he must have been
4: unanimous for Hamilton. Yeah, had shouldn't him. have been close. Yeah, but <clears throat> where's the contract? Someone's got to come calling for him. So. Yeah, hey, watch out for
0: that Marley money. Marley's no salary cap really hope NHL. he doesn't
4: go into the Toronto organization. Honestly, wherever you go to get your bag, I'm I appreciate that. But yeah. Toronto but I mean, yeah, it. I know what you mean. Contracts a contract, and he deserves it no matter what. Yeah, he and he's
0: yeah, and he deserves it. No salary cap, right? That's what and you always see Toronto sign all these guys from the a uh, or from the O that are OAs, right? Or eligible
4: to yeah. sign. Yeah. Uh all right. Do the defense. OHL defenseman of the year, Nathan Steos. He looked like a very tired man, a worn down man. But I like uh, the
0: picture with his stuff already off.
4: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in the field. he had had enough of that. <laughs> but uh yeah, here's he what he had to say post game after game seven. With Nathan Steos, what's the feeling? Put the season into
6: words. Man, I can't explain it right now. It's unbelievable. Like it's honestly there's no words. Like it's crazy, like from the start of the year, we knew we were, you know, such a tight-knit group, and we gelled right away with all these guys. And then, obviously, making those acquisitions at the deadline, we knew we were, we were ready to go. And we faced so much adversity this series, so many injuries, so many posts, guys battling through injuries, like getting unlucky, just so much, so much st- stuff we've been through. And to win this at home in front of our fans it's support us all year, it's unbelievable.
4: A lot's going to be said about this team, just the accomplishments you guys have had over this season what about you defenseman of the year uh you had a big boost in this series when you come back
6: just talk about your overall game throughout the year yeah man it's so easy playing with these guys like we're the best team the best team in the chl like best players best group we're so tight-knit like it's so easy like i gotta give it all to them man like they make it so easy on me on the power play so much skill all my d partners cause like everybody it's it's unbelievable um and then, I mean, coming back after that hit and missy series, like fractured my shoulder in three spots, and I was like, I thought I was done. Like I was so upset, like not being able to help the team. But uh, being able to come back and make an impact on the series and, and do it for the boys, like it's all for the boys. Like, it's all for the guys beside me. It feels unbelievable. Like I'm, so, I'm just so happy right now.
4: Yeah, talk about the excitement you've gotten. Of course, there's going to be a lot of hard work going into the Mem Cup. Just, you know, that experience, just to be there, the 2018. 2018- 2018 team was there just to get this opportunity just talk on that
6: it's unbelievable like we knew it from day one that's that was our goal of the whole year we had pictures of the mem cup on every for every meeting every power play meeting every pk There's pictures on the, on the on the screen and it was our goal and now now we're there so it's it's unbelievable and to be able to do it in front of these fans like means the world man it's unreal i'm
4: gonna say 11,000 here tonight pretty well says it all about hamilton
6: oh yeah it's what a city i mean what a, great, what a great organization, great group of guys. The city's unbelievable. Just overall, couldn't have been, couldn't have been better. Game seven at our rink, places packed. packed. Like it's, it's so cool. It was one once in a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and so glad that we came out on top and did it for the city. Thanks so much, Nate, and congrats. Thanks, man.
4: OHL oh, Defenseman of the Year, Nathan Steos. I love when players always talk about their team first. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what I liked about Nathan. Is automatically our defense was awesome. And I mean, yeah, you can't complain about it. Obviously, Colton Cameron not in the lineup. Yeah, that would have been a star. unreal. But yeah. Um, yeah. Just they were so good. And you could tell that they worked hard all year in practice. It was just, it was a grind for them. And I talked to him before and after uh, we did this couple minutes here, but he was. He was so appreciative of everyone of the fans, coaches, trainers, um, media, like doctors from the team, like just yeah, he he knew he had no to either. have a big year. And the fact that he did was nice to see um former Windsor Spitfire, I might add, which kind of adds to it a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, just with his dad being the general manager, like it was, was just, a, it, it was a year a for stayos. He had, he had a year and um, I think he's going to get looks. We talked about it with Reed last week. Just the impact he has when he returns to the lineup—it's just it's, it's a whole different level that that defense goes on because he's just a—he's—he's he's a guy that is able to make something happen out of nothing.
0: Yeah, this kid's a star. I mean, Nathan Staelus is a star in the Ontario Hockey League. I mean, he's definitely a driving force and selling tickets too. I yeah. mean, you want to see him play and such a good player i mean so good with the puck that little pivots he makes on the outlet passes right he finds seems such a good hockey player and it was cool the moment to see him and his dad there on the ice it was kind of a father-son moment it wasn't a gm player moment so that was pretty cool to see right and i mean you steve Steyos, i don't think there's anyone more competitive than he is i mean you could see it all throughout the series you could see steve Steyos laying down the rules laying down the law and uh always oh, serious so it's nice to see
4: that him and his son uh, share a moment as well all right the big man already oh. talked to the big man following X-Man? the game yeah here's what the x-man had to say following game seven
0: here with arbor jack uh, the hamilton bulls recently ohl champions Arbor, you're in oa congratulations man what's this feeling like come over here at the deadline from hamilton What's this feeling like to be an OHL champion? It feels
3: amazing, man. I'm I'm super honored that the Bulldogs took me to come play with them and join their club and I helped the best I could to win and it feels great. That's awesome, Arbor. When
0: you when does this preparation start? Now you're Saint John's bound. When does preparation start for Saint John's? Well we gotta have a little bit of fun after this one. It feels good, but I think we like the taste of winning right now, so we're gonna we're gonna prep, uh, get ready right after, and we'll be ready to go. And you come here from Kitchener, former coach Jay McKee. How nice was that to be reunited with him? We talked to you after the press conference in Game Two, when he said he had to really in a couple times. How nice was that to share this moment with your head coach Jay McKee? Yeah, he's an amazing guy, and
3: we were together when I was younger. And to, for him to come and trade for me and want me a part of his club is, is an honor, and I'm I'm happy to play for him.
4: That was Arbor Jackeye. Stud defenseman, future Play. Montreal Canadian. Hey, um, what a player. impressions of the stash up close. Oh, what are your man. thoughts, Wardy?
0: What a star! And it was funny because, like, count the over under. I think we just something an over under of two and a half mans in this conversation between our Jack and I. I mean, I talked to him a lot this year before the games, told him good luck and stuff after the game, game five. So, that, talked to arbor a lot this year that mustache it's something big defense but rugged uh we had the f- new uh montreal french connection you could say between uh the jack i passed him what a rush yeah. that was um oh you did you see me Mies-
4: reaction right after that goal he was like oh yeah, yeah arbor that's on you let's go
0: exactly and jack i is just a star like the development of him and we'll get to this and it was funny because I got to ask Arbor the same question I asked coach Jay McKee where I asked Arbor about being reunited now with Jay McKee and kind of reel him in a little bit after game two we saw that press conference right where no Arbor yes Arbor know what you got to do right so it's nice to ask that question to Arbor jackie and you can tell their relief to be a champion in his hometown you can just see the relief. And I had a, it was such a good talk, talking to Arbor Jack. Guy, such a good guy, such a high energy guy. You know, he's, he is how he is on the ice. Arbor Jack guy, is the same person on and off the ice. And uh, that was a, uh, it was a really good conversation with Arbor Jack. Guy.
4: Well, you mentioned Jay McKee, might as well get to it now. Here is the bench boss for the Hamilton Bulldogs, Jay McKee. He's battling the flu
0: here at the recent OHL head coach, of the Hamilton Bulldogs, the champion, Jay McKee, Jay, what's this feeling like? Your guys responded all night. Tough game six in Windsor. Crowd was into it tonight. What's this feeling like to be an OHL champion?
2: Uh, just grateful to be a part of uh, this moment with this group of guys. Um, this is just such a special group all season long, and I'm glad that they were rewarded for everything they put in over the season, and uh, just, just grateful to be a part of it with them.
0: Yeah, we just had a conversation with Arbor Jack guy out here, and he mentioned about coming over, being reunited with you. That smile comes out, Jay. You had to reel him in a couple times, but how proud of you, Harbour Jack guy?
2: Oh, we got a love-hate relationship. <laughs> no, I, I love the guy. He's uh, really enjoyed it when I had him in Kitchener, and he's uh, thought they developed him really well. Dennis Wybin did a great job, and uh, Arbor came here. He was such an impactful player. and uh, Yeah, there were some times we had to work through some things to get him to play right at that edge of, nasty but not going over and uh sometimes you step the line but it's still part of the reason we brought him here right and uh you know he he, uh, he's, he was exceptional he's such an impactful player and great kid and uh proud to be you know uh, his coach thanks jay one more question for the head
0: coach we asked a couple of the guys this when does the prep for st John start obviously have some fun tonight but when does the prep
2: for st John start after the hangover tomorrow morning <laughs> Thanks uh, for the time. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm actually I've got the flu, so I'll be drinking water all night. But uh maybe for my staff, yeah, after the hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate right.
4: it. Head coach for the Hamilton Bulldogs, Jay McKee, or as we like to call him now, Cheese. Um Yeah, the cheese. What 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 a coach. And I mean, we talk about it all the time throughout the series. And two number one teams. Um, you could easily say the two number one coaches. In look, in each conference. I mean, obviously you can staff look too. at other guys like you know Dale Hunter, of course. You look at James Richmond and Mississauga, uh Jay McKee and Mark Savard, number one Honest. and yeah, like you said, their staffs very good as yeah. well. I mean, how many times did uh did uh, Jay McKee mention Andreas Carlson throughout yeah. the playoffs? Like I mean, Carlson's
0: a genius, he's yeah. a genius in his craft, he really is. Um, such get, such a good staff. Both teams have, and Jay McKee, I mean, you can see the relief. eh? You can see how much he pulls to the guys. He's totally... They were
4: close in Kitchener, right? They came real close in Kitchener.
0: Yeah, and, you know, and Jay... And Jay McKee, he ha- he's like the total opposite of Mark Savard, right, in the series. You can see Mark Savard during situations getting up and animated. Jay McKee, calm, cool, Collective, the odd time you see him get going, but when he has to crack the whip, he will.
4: Yeah.
0: And that's the nice part, too. You earn that respect of your voice, right, behind the bench. And it was really cool to see him talk about Arbor Jackye, right, and the work Dennis Weidman did in Kitchener. He made sure to point that one out with Arbor. And, you know, jay mckee it was kind of there was a lot of doubts right When he, you know kitchener they were good but they made that move with mckenzie and there was kind of a little bit of questions right when he's going into hamilton we didn't know what we were going to see and i think he's blown all expectations i mean way above all expectations that anyone's had for him and i mean he's only championship coach now and that's really cool to see um very well deserved very detailed oriented um Very impressed with his system, and uh, he's gonna be good, that's for sure. He's a guy that's gonna be in the National Hockey League one day as well. I think he's probably closer than Mark Savard, to be honest, because of the system. I know Mark Savard, like Mark's, and I know Windsor fans are gonna be all over me about this, but Mark Savard's a very good coach. And I, I just said it a lot early on in the show Mark Savard's gotta be a guy that's gonna get an NHL job. He'd be very good on a young team, a rebuilding team, he'd be a very good coach. But Jay McKee, I mean. Jay McKee's got to be right there with him, if not in front of him for a candidate, you would think. Post-Mem Cup's going to be interesting. because I guarantee you we hear rumors about him having interviews. Easily.
4: I don't, I don't even think to. it's a question.
0: Yeah, he has to be there. I mean, the Bulldogs won 50 games. They never lost a game at home um, since December 30th until the game one in the playoffs of the finals. And then all of a sudden they hit adversity and every time they hit adversity every time after a loss in the finals after starting 12 and 0 they won the next game yeah like they never got down to they're like they really never hit adversity yeah they hit adversity in this series but every time they lost they followed up with a win so they never got buried so and that starts with the coaching staff keeping details and you know what and sorry we got to get going but the one the one I want to like quickly shout this out. So they lose game three. They have a practice, and then they had the time off, right? Because they didn't play till Friday. The practice detail they had following that loss was incredible. They covered every single thing. They come out in game four and they and they win in Windsor. It's just that's a coaching staff. That's a coach, right? Know how to adapt situations. So that's all, Jamie Key. And uh, big congrats to Cheese, that's for sure. Yeah.
4: All right. We are 50 minutes into an extra long OHL and 60 podcast, our 100th episode. Quickly before we hit the break, I did want to mention the schedule is out for the 2022 2023 OHL season. Opening night, Thursday, September 29th. Three games on hand. Starting with an all central division matchup, the Mississauga Steelheads are visiting the Niagara Ice Dogs. Erie Otters will be in Peterborough, 7.05 start and welcome back to out of conference games. And Can't then following wait. that one, it is a 7.30 start between the Oshawa Generals and the Barry Colts. Just to get you excited for next year, of course, big tournament coming up starting Monday, but little look into the future. If your team did not make the playoffs or you got swept in round one, like Peterborough. Yeah. So that is it for segment one. Segment two. This is going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. We're going to crack one open and we're going to look back on the first hundred episodes of the show. So make sure you stay tuned right here on the OHL in 60 podcast. Welcome back to the OHL in 60 podcast. I'm Reese Devaney along with Colin Ward episode number 100. It is segment number two. So you know what that means. Cheers, Cheers, buddy.
0: buddy. (laughs) We did that last night too.
4: Uh, Yeah, that tastes good for, and getting over the throat, you know, alcohol, right? Like let's get her going.
0: You know what? The heater we have been on. Oh, this is a good. Oh my God. It's been a long week whole a long
4: crap. a long series
0: Even i don't i w- i was at every game i was at every game last monday drove up to windsor came back at like 130 this month or this past monday for game six we didn't get home to like one one o'clock we beat the gps yeah we, we did beat the gps well it like took us what minutes it would have 12, taken us 15. two
4: hours to get to windsor if we didn't stop and yeah. i think it took us what 210, 215? yeah and it would have been two hours like we like
0: we, we beat the GPS both times, so yeah. that might be my greatest. Hey, I'm getting emotional right now.
4: Throw back to that Twitter oh, poll no back spoilers. in the studio. Throw yep, back to that back. Twitter poll. Back Do you just set a GPS around, just threes? to beat the
0: estimated time of arrival? Damn right, Shell. Should I go on there and like look for that tweet and retweet it again? Oh God! And just put like the like the good glass luck smiley face. Yeah, I think I could find it though. Oh, I'll
1: right.
0: find it. I'll find that homework, but yeah, that, we definitely beat it. So that was a cool accomplishment. Yeah. Um, yeah so, fun.
4: so if anyone's wondering what the heck we're talking about. Yeah. So after Sunday game five, Hamilton Oh yeah. I to do, needs to explain. You need um, to explain. Your, uh, I didn't action. find this out until like what? Three hours before the game. Yeah. So, Oh no. So I, like, text wordy i go hey who wants to drive like i don't mind driving if you come here and he's like oh no brandon's here we're going to windsor for game six i'm like oh okay so um if brandon's listening he'll be mad that i said that (laughs) um, (laughs) shout out to ted (laughs) lehman but yeah so i'm like okay whatever get to the game hamilton ends up winning and And throughout the entire the game they're like
5: reese gotta come to windsor
4: man gotta come like trophy can be handed out like it can be sick we could get on the ice i'm like yeah like, work might be tough to get off and then they win and here we go immediately i was like all right boys we're going to windsor and you Boom. guys were like you guys are like what i'm like yep we're going road trip let's go yeah, <laughs> yeah then, the Sully,
0: and then the celly started and then we went out in windsor on a oh, sunday yeah. night we went out well and what's I funny mean,
4: t- what's funny too i got off of work so we get the to the hotel, on. Oh, call my boss, Tracy. I go, Hey, do you have my, uh, do you have my manager's number? Just not going to be in work tomorrow. He goes, why? What's going on? You all right. I go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just two and a half hours away. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm like, yeah. Like I drove to Windsor after the game. So, uh, I won't be at work tomorrow. Oh, so you're calling from Windsor. Yep. Like I had already decided, like it was I was over yeah. it already. Like and you're not getting home she, because
0: so unless you take the train, yeah, getting
4: home. But what was lit, she was like, All right, have fun. Here's her number. I was like, All right, we've okay. been okay. Like <laughs> 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 sure. So of course, text text my manager and she goes, Oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. So then we yeah, hit we up Windsor, time. hit up Windsor on a Sunday night. Not a lot. There wasn't a lot to do, but uh, no. we
0: made the most of the opportunity. That's for sure. It was a great time. Um, good spot where we stayed. Yeah. Really good spot where we stayed. It was nice to have a nice little patio on the back. We went out and had a couple of Frank Brewing Company, uh, Windsor Spitfires beers out there. That was a good time. Yeah. I don't think we got back to the
4: hotel room till like
0: 1.30. Yeah. <laughs> on a game
4: night. Yeah, because it started off, go to Sobey's, got to get some drinks, of course. Uh, worked out it was right across the street, made a big sign saying beer. So that was all right. And then went and to wow, Wild Wing. Good that, times. Did,
0: that wasn't a smart decision for me, though.
4: No, it wasn't. No, we, for a lot yeah. of fried food. And, yeah, uh, and then
0: I came back to the hotel. And yeah,
4: yeah, Wardy kind of hurled a bit. Yeah. And Brandon and I were both making fun of him because we thought he was drunk.
0: <laughs> but I wasn't. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> he was two or three beers deep.
0: Fried but... food. Fried food isn't good for me. Always, yeah. I always get sex from it's fat tough. food, but yeah, it was a good time though. But yeah, really yeah, we start. probably sat out to one
4: one thirty in the morning, like You're on the yeah. Went went back to the room, probably had a couple more, fell asleep what around like two.
0: Yeah, probably. it was. Yeah, then we had to check out for eleven. We went
4: right. Yeah, which, by like, the way, it's yeah, we're like the three snorers. Like you get the three stooges. Like we each took a turn. It's like it, it was bad. Like. Yeah, it was. You guys couldn't fall asleep when I first hit it. Then <laughs> well, I, I didn't think you to fell the washer, asleep. And then, man, you, you guys get... were going back and forth. I'm like, oh, bro. Like, and I didn't think you
0: fell asleep because you were just talking. Then all of a sudden, you're snoring. I was like, the brand. I'm like, is he sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is she sleeping? <laughs> I have that superpower. That's that's incredible. But yeah, Not bad, eh? What a th- What a time. And then. When was it on Monday? Yeah, Monday was game day. Oh, here we go, flashbacks. Monday we had to check out, but hey, we made the most of it. Made the golf town trip. Much needed. Finally got a ball marker. So I was, was going to say, we already bought ball, ball marker.
4: markers. Brandon and I bought nothing because we didn't have two hundred dollars to spend on a shirt. So yeah, forget
0: that. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, I want to get a pull. I want to get one of those pull carts. We look at the price. Nah,
4: <laughs> man, those those the robotic pole. pole carts. How can they charge twenty two hundred dollars for that crap? That's criminal. Brutal. It's criminal. We think we're rich.
0: <laughs> Come on. We're like, right? we're 24 That's years old.
4: <laughs> I'm <laughs> not yet, sucker. Very true. Very Still soon. Though.
0: Soon, though, partner.
4: 20 days, 21 Eight. or 22 days.
0: Unreal! That's gonna to be, be a bu- that's gonna be a party. I got a hurricane waiting for you.
4: Yeah, but it sucks. It's on a freaking Wednesday. Oh, it sucks, man. And then socks are home. <laughs> so there's a blowout.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We're gonna have some fun with it, though. We are going to have some oh, fun. God. With it. Trust me, I got yeah. you, partner.
4: Yeah. So, for anyone out there who wants to let us know how to kill time in Windsor, that would be awesome. Because Man, what time though? What restaurant doesn't start dining until three? <laughs> Why is that <laughs> yeah. a thing? Yeah, we gotta
0: ask Manny. Oh, there we go. I just jigged it. I just said <laughs> who our guest is, but oh, we gotta God. we gotta ask our guest that question because I know he's going to drill us about it. Yeah, I know he's going to be honest about it. He's been telling me every game during the series that like gotta be better, gotta be better on that. Yeah, but and he said when he comes on the show, he's gonna have a list of questions. So this is gonna
4: be interesting, but.
0: Oh, oh God
4: my. yeah I don't think I'm ready for it man a, yeah that was it was a fun trip like I said like you said we got home pretty late 1 130 Brandon 10 to four or five no thanks but all in all good experience and we're gonna make that a yearly thing whether it's regular season playoffs finals road trip it's gonna happen and we are looking at Listen. weekend number one in the Ontario Hockey League Owen Sound London. Yeah, we... Uh, back to back. We got to make it... We're definitely...
0: We got to make this a yearly thing. And do you know what's the exciting part is? Because since it's a 100th episode, we're just going to grow. Like, it was cool to see Gavin's message that's coming. I
5: guess I kind of ruined that. Yeah, but,
4: but it works out because I mentioned Owen's sound and then... Yeah. here's Gavin Bryant.
5: What's up, boys? It's Gav here. Just wanted to give a huge congratulations to the one and only Owen 60 boys, you guys, for a hundred episodes. You guys are some of the hardest working guys I have uh ever been a part of. You guys show interest in the game of hockey and the league, the OHL itself. Um just you guys have stuck with it all the way through the thick and the thin. No matter how many viewers you guys get, whatnot, early you guys kept it going. And look at where you are now hundred episodes. So I just want to say, again, thank you for you guys bringing me on as a young and dumb 16-year-old, kind of giving me a place there and, um, yeah, kind of showing my story in your podcast. And, uh, yeah, I thank you guys for that, bringing me on twice, I guess, in your early episodes, I think it was. Pretty early, I think. Um, no, they couldn't go to two more uh, deserving guys, Reese and Colin. Um, I know Joel help you, helps you guys out a lot, and uh, yeah, just congratulations again. Cheers to a hundred more. This is only the beginning, and uh, yeah, go attack, go.
4: Gavin Bryant, OHL and in sixty intern. Cheers, Thanks Brian. a lot, man. Cheers to you as well. Um, yeah, no, it's a that was a fun episode. Looking back on that one with Gavin Ooh, Bryant, the guitar. Was, yeah, the guitar. That was. That was, that was cool. And then, uh, what, there's another picture we got, I think, getting his attack stuff at his door. Like, yeah. parents were there for that, I think. Ooh,
0: like, Greg, his father, oh, Greg's. Yeah, the homemade, Greg Bryant. Oh, yeah. Homemade, homemade attack your yeah. shirt. Because remember, he never got his stuff until like three, four months after the draft it was a while. And like, he was panicking, right? And then Greg makes up the shirt, and then like, we retweet it and stuff at Adidas at Reebok, at CCM, at anything Get this that man makes a hockey shirt. Yeah, give this guy a clothing deal. Yeah. But, uh, oh, wow, what a family. What a family. Nice family they have for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Greg, very supportive. since I think since Gavin's been on, I don't think he misses the show. I mean, he's always all over us if something happens. You haven't,
4: you haven't bought him a sub yet. Like, Yeah, on, you know what? Jeez. He's, he's gonna, he, brutal. He te-
0: so he texted me the other day, and he goes, you still owe me. When I was in when when I was in Windsor <laughs> Friday night, he was at the um. Him and Gav went to the Jays game. I think they went to all three games. Yeah. And I get a text from Greg, and he goes, "You still owe me a sub." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh yeah, here we go. That's awesome. So I, yeah, I can't wait. Um, for the sandbagger, I got him. For the golf, for the sandbagger, I got him. That's gonna happen. Gavin Bryant, Bo and my Reese and I. Yeah. We've been telling. We've been. I. I mean, what day did he call? Monday. Monday, Gavin called. Yeah, we were and in we the car. You went up to fill.
4: You went to fill up your gas.
0: Yeah, we had a good conversation about that. And I told him, "It's we're going to destroy him. He has no idea what's coming." What did he shoot? Like eighty six, mm. when we, uh, when we went out last time, he had a. Yeah, rab, but I don't had think it, we were under a hundred. Yeah, but we struggled. Like, I struggled, not you, but I struggled. Now, oh, there's right. now that was two years ago. Now, there's lessons in place. Reese, you know, it when I'm now I got my game, I think this is the bet.
4: I think, yeah, let's not just let's just not have like six shots out of the bunker. Yeah, that hasn't happened
0: since COVID. Mystic like, when, first round of yeah.
4: Mystic last year.
0: That was the year before now. That was two years ago. That was 2020. No, yeah, that was Come on. 2020. No, that it was wasn't. Summer- That was summer of twenty twenty because last year we I only played Mystic once. It was in April.
4: Yeah, who do you think you played with?
0: (laughs) You bet. You (laughs) bet in Kitchy. Yeah, but it. Yeah, but the one before was worse. I thought.
4: No, I don't think so.
0: Really? Okay. We didn't play one before, did we? Yeah, I played a Mystic twice. Because last time, last time we didn't. Oh yeah, we had a
4: fourth guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was a time. That was twenty twenty.
0: Yeah, I forget. But that's when they're that's when that group in front of us was like six of them in front of us and we're driving across the green and stuff and we called the pro shop on them, brats. But yeah, he's smart. But yeah, thanks Gav, for those words. Appreciate it. Um, back when I was a young and dumb sixteen year old, you want to talk about dumb? There's no like the most like his back's up against the wall now in the sandbagger. Like I'm talking a lot of garbage right now, and I talk. I mean, I talk a lot, but I'm ready to go. I'm going to – I'm ready. Look out, Bo. Look out, Gav. We're coming. Well, yeah, thanks, Gavin, too. Yeah. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go attack, I guess. And, hey, it was cool when he told us on a phone call, too, about uh, in Owens, or in Flint this year in the playoffs. And the guy was saying, you want to be Datsuk. Yeah. So, he started Datsuk to get the Datsuk quote. Be. He wants to be Datsuk. <laughs> Who's Sunday? So, hey, Nobody knows. Yeah. Who is that? So, that might be the I made it moment for us. He's <laughs> going oh, into yeah. Flint. We're Absolutely. Now that- there's t- there's players around the league and there is fans telling Gavin Bryant wherever he goes on the road, Datsuk wannabe. So that's pretty cool to get. So yeah. keep it up, fans. I know he loves it, and I know he just knows we're joking with him. And uh, yeah. but we're not.
4: He wears 13 because of Pavel Datsuk. Yeah, just to be clear, for sure. Uh, well, might as well run through a couple of the guests we've talked to. I mean, you know, first guest Hunter Jones, third first guest first guest i said first yeah you put up a three
0: yeah i know i'm just talking about the guest is ready in three minutes
4: oh okay cool (laughs) there we go (laughs) um yeah hunter jones first guest Uh, what can you say i think that's still uh the best interview to date uh just why not start things awesome and we did that uh so shout out to hunter jones being the first guest on the show i mean talking about the amount of media members we've had on Mike Stubbs. Of course, that was a great uh, conversation with him. Reed Duffy again, can't thank him for the amount of uh, support opportunity we've gotten too with the audio yeah. network. Yeah, exactly. That started, I, that started you... with a phone call conversation <laughs> with me and my uncle's cottage and a very late night that involved a lot of drinks. So good times, but uh, yeah, that was, yeah. Shout out to him. Cause Bulldogs audio network's just going to go up from here. A uh, lot of, lot of, uh, lot of hope and a lot of promise for that for Ooh, the audio time. network. So, uh, pumped for that. Uh, talk about the numerous guests we've had uh, part of our draft show. I mean, got a shout out Joel Vanderland. Uh, got the article started. Got the website started. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Now yeah. he's kicking ass in Belleville. So good for him. Brandon Caputo joining us in this playoff run for the Bulldogs. Uh, he put in a lot of work with those articles and he was on the ice when we, like he was Been fun, long on the ice. He talked to like everybody. Yeah. that was hilarious. The first guy he talked to was Ethan Sims. <laughs> yeah. <it laughs> kind of has to, <laughs> Niagara ice dogs ice legend. Dogs.
0: But yeah. What a guy. <laughs> I mean, it was funny how we lost him on the ice there too. We were getting their pictures. And and it doesn't help lost that he's so short. <laughs> Yeah, and it is funny in the picture how he's in the middle Oh of my god.
4: Why did you go in the middle? We were supposed to do that. I didn't want to be the giraffe.
0: Why? I don't like being in the middle of pictures. Should I look like a giraffe? Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All
1: right.
4: But yeah.
0: Fun night though. Fun night. What an experience so far. Hunter yeah. Jones interview was a blast. It Brandon, is. thanks for your help. Appreciate it over the series. What a What a grinder. Gets home at 10 to gets home at 10 to 5 in the morning on Tuesday morning. I mean, just to goes to work it. the
4: next day or,
0: yeah, in a tells couple of hours, hours after, after that. A lot of hours slept at his desk. So, yep. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Joel, thanks, Hollywood Hayes.
4: Yeah. Hazy. Well, well might as well finish off the second segment with a celebration. Still two time defending podcast showdown champions. i would say it out loud. Uh, which, by the way, met Jonathan Moran in this series. Good, get, good guy. Really good guy. Yeah, a really good guy. Nice talks, Johnny. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're we're ready for our guest. Next segment coming up with Color Man for the Windsor Spitfires, Manny Pava. That Just conversation's next here on the OHL and sixty podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the OHL in sixty podcast. I'm Reese Demani, along with Colin Ward. Best part of the show, as always, hundredth episode. Very pleased to be joined by uh, Color Man for the Windsor Spitfires, co-host of for future considerations. Manny Pava, Manny. Uh, big series just took place. Bulldogs take it in seven. Um, what a series! Thanks so much for doing this. I like, want pizza? How exhausted are you right now? <laughs>
3: I'm beat like a rented (laughs) mule, let me tell you right now. Uh, I'm beat like the Kitchener Rangers were against the Windsor Spitfires in the second round of the OHL playoffs. (laughs) And That's for my boys, Mike Farwell and Chris (laughs) Pope. Grease, it's great to see you. Uh, I really enjoy the show. Um, Long-time listener, first-time interviewee, I guess finally get called to the pod this is amazing i know reese you had everything to do with this and not (laughs) colin because colin is still looking waiting to get the pizza from windsor these guys show up in town him and his buddy brandon (laughs) don't realize hey we can't dine in so we're not going to get pizza you can take out pizza, boys. <laughs> it's allowed. It's 2022. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> yeah, but...
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, hey, it was more we deserve it. Say. I'm not throwing them under the bus because I don't mm. do that, but, like, I would say it was a team effort. Reese, you were involved, too, about... Wait to do, a minute. Reese, you were involved whoa, in whoa, this whoa, fiasco whoa, whoa. as no, well. I was, like, driving?
3: Oh my hey. goodness, Reese! Oh no, I didn't Reese now. I I put you on a pedestal. If Colin's throwing you under the bus, you got to speak up right now.
4: What do you mean? I was all for pizza. Brandon yeah, wasn't for pizza. He didn't yeah, want. To, I would. He hey, wanted to I waste honestly,
3: time.
0: I'm like, I honestly would be fine. What else are we gonna pizza. Do? I would be fine with getting a pizza and going
4: to the river. Need well, to try it, what did we talk about, Worty? We, we talked about, about it before Brandon came down to the patio because he was late. But what did we talk <laughs> about? We're like, we should just grab pizza and hang out at the patio. I'm sure the hotel yeah. wouldn't care. We stayed the night before. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was
3: our talk. <clears> that was our talk. That was the t- listen, you guys are now benched for the rest of the podcast because. you couldn't realize you got takeout pizza and ate at the patio at the hotel come on boys so you missed out on the world famous windsor pizza
0: (laughs) so what's the top place what's the top place because you said that farwell and pope are capri guys reese is the armando's guy what's the place
3: just like uh, actually, uh, Farwell and Pope are Antonino's boys.
4: Oh, Antoninos. Okay.
3: So Antoninos is fantastic. Okay. You know what's depressing? Yeah. Um,
4: it was right across the street from the hotel.
3: Yeah, literally, they were oh, all there. You, <laughs> you guys are digging yourself. <laughs> it really makes it worse. Eh?
4: Oh my god, we went to golf. You town couldn't didn't walk over. We went to grab <laughs> the
3: pizza and walk back.
4: Oh hey, I was god. down to
3: go to the patio. Oh my god. Well. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. This is fantastic. Great. Talk to you later. Okay? (laughs) See you
0: later. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. I'm
3: disgusted by the first two minutes of this interview.
0: Here we go. I just want to quickly apologize for my actions. Um, In Windsor this past weekend, Manny, um, I didn't perform to my abilities. Uh, We were told by a great concierge in yourself. What to do we had ideas you even said go sit poolside at your place with a pizza and we and we failed to execute so that's on us um our abilities uh we struggled we didn't get it done so
3: next time well, we know our, we regret our actions and next time we'll uh perform and i was actually going to make you guys healthy scratches after this whole debacle Ooh. pizza debacle chaos but after that apology you can dress Eight. Perfect. Fourth line. We'll be fourth the fourth line. I don't know if you shift in the last two periods.
1: I'll,
0: I'll <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you'll defense. see the
3: ice. I don't know if you'll see the ice. You'll hey, just sit.
0: I can make sure the forwards don't get mixed up with the defense in the middle of the bench for you. I can make sure you're people got water, so I got you.
3: Solid effort, boys. Solid effort. All right, to the we'll, we'll be the
4: guys looking back at the coach saying, "Is it my turn yet?" Like Dougie, Glatt, and Goon, just <laughs> looking that. back. <laughs> no taps
3: coming. No taps. No, standing up. Standing team, up on man. the bench.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Manny. Um, thoughts on the series? Seven games. You know, first year back after COVID. Kind of felt like the OHL needed a game seven in the OHL finals. It was it was an event and talk about everything we saw throughout the year. You throw in the top prospects game that we were able to have in Kitchener, the outdoor showcase that happened in Hamilton with the crowd that happened there. And then, you know, finished off with the game seven in the OHL finals, just, you know, from a Windsor perspective and from you you watching the Western conference all year, just your thoughts on this 2021,
3: 2022 season. Well, first of all, I'm glad they just got the season off the ground and done. Mm -hmm. Right. We, we didn't have a season all last year and we didn't have a playoff the year before because that's when the pandemic hit. So uh, it literally was a season and a playoff that we missed out before we had this season. So I was glad they were able to get one in. It was touch and go no fans at the beginning of the season or limited fans couldn't cross the border till November you had games canceled the fact that they got a season end kudos to the OHL to get that far and wh- you guys saw more of the eastern conference than i did as i was focused in the western conference but i found the play in the western conference was highly competitive um i don't know if you could say the same about the east um maybe you guys can weigh in on that i would, I would say that the east was a lot like it was
0: skilled but it wasn't as physical as the West. And we saw that in the, and we saw that in the finals, Windsor was definitely the more physical team than Hamilton was. And I mean, it gave Hamilton a lot of struggles. So I would say the West was a lot more physical because yeah, Windsor's a physical team, but like there's a lot of teams that are just up there with Windsor that are physical in the Western conference as well. So I would say the West was more physical. The play was pretty close, but the West was more rough and tumble. And, the East, obviously, you have Mason McTavish in the East, right? Yeah, some big-name guys, but Wyatt Johnson, obviously, the MVP in Windsor. Obviously, no uh, Noah Slouch as well, but the, the West, in my opinion, was a lot more physical.
3: It's always been that way. History has shown us that the West is always yeah. more physical, right? And because of that, I found the games to be way more competitive. You saw a Kitchener, yeah. a seventh seed, beat London, a number two seed. Um, yeah. because in my mind, Kitchener wasn't a true seventh seed. Yeah. You add in the rivalry between the Rangers and the Knights, and you've got a recipe for a fantastic series, which it turned out to be. Um, Flint and Windsor battled throughout the season for a top spot in the Western Conference. So it was no surprise to me that that series went seven games. Uh, I really thought it was going to six. Um, but uh, Flint actually took the series lead, and Windsor, which they've shown all season long, rallied through the adversity, came from behind, and won the series. And I think that really helped them put a chip on their shoulder heading into the OHL final, because you guys read the clippings. Everybody thought Hamilton was going to skate away with the series. They were 12-0 in the playoffs. They had won 22 games in a row, dating back to the regular season. And then all of a sudden they lose game one, and Windsor makes a statement, and everybody sits up and goes, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. Maybe it'll be Hamilton in five. Then Windsor wins game three. Okay. Maybe it'll be Hamilton in six. And then, of course, we go to seven games. So, um, I really thought Windsor was going to give Hamilton all they could handle. And it certainly came to fruition. I agree with you guys. Uh, I think the OHL really needed uh, a showcase series and boy, did the OHL deliver, I should say the Bulldogs and the Spitfires delivered that way. Yeah. You yeah. Get
4: the two number one seeded teams, right? You like you talk about the crowds at both buildings. It's just like you said, a sellout in games was there a sellout in every game in Windsor? I know for sure it was six.
3: Game um, three I and think four. Game, th- game three wasn't a sellout.
4: Yeah, but game. Game, game four
3: yeah. and game six were sellouts, basically.
4: Yeah, and that's just, fans needed this. You know, we like you said, we didn't have full buildings all year. Like, you talk about London, 9,000. Colin, you were at a few games. Were they even close to 9,000? Like, I don't yeah, think pitchers ever got the- close to 7 or 7,500 fans. However, it oh, the holds. Like. The fans came out, like you said, for an event. They deserve that, not having OHL hockey for a year and a half.
3: Just look at Hamilton in Game 7, guys. Like It was 2007 was the last time they opened the Upper Bowl at the first Ontario Centre, and that was for the AHL Calder Cup run for the the Hamilton um, Bulldogs, the uh, Montreal Canadiens affiliate. So the fact... Coming out of pandemic was the first time that they had to open the upper bowl in 15 years. I think that says a statement of A, how great that series was, and B, how much the fans really engaged with the OHL championship series.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I just want to quickly touch on this. You mentioned about the Flint series, right, when they went down 3-2. How about the play of Xavier Medina? Because Medina really backboned them to that Game 7 victory as well. I mean, you saw Othman get a couple chances there in overtime, and then Parrott comes down and scores in Game 6 and sends him on to Game 7. But the play of the Windsor Spitfire goaltending throughout the playoffs was very underrated, in my opinion. We really didn't hear much about Anushka. In that trade, now you look at it, it's probably one of the best trades in the Ontario Hockey League trade deadline season that they had. And um, quickly touch on that one because – The goaltending was there for Windsor.
3: Yeah, without a doubt. Like, I think um, if you look back at the Anishka deal, it was for a sixth and a conditional fourth. Like, what a steal that by GM Bill Bowler for that deal. But it sort of made sense for London, too. You had Brett Brochu. You're not giving up on him, right? So Anishka was blocked that way. (laughs) Um, But there were so many great storylines with the Windsor Spitfires. The goaltending was right up there. And in fact, it probably was one of the top storylines behind Wyatt Johnston's season, uh, an award-winning season. Like, uh, first of all, M- Medina was the number one, um, got injured, was away from the team, lost the number one job. When Anishka came in and pre- performed and battled, they won 13 games in a row with Anishka yeah. battling. Um, and so he deserved the number one spot that way. And uh, um, cred- I credit the coaching staff, in particular, goaltending coach Michael Layton, a former Spitfire, who was hired midseason, took over the coaching job midseason for the goaltending coaching um, consultant position for the Windsor Spitfires, A, got Anishka. Uh, to OHL caliber play from being a junior B goalie, because that's what he was beforehand. And then B, when Medina came back, really having a conversation with him and going, what do you want to do? Do you want to play hockey or do you want to ride the bench? And bide your time, battle, prepare. And when you get your chance, because you know what's going to come, be ready. And he was fantastic. Those Spitfires don't get to the finals without both of their goaltenders. They Dang were great. It.
0: And you heard Mark Savard say that after game one about Medina. We're well, getting that win in overtime. You've heard, and he's mentioned about Michael Layton a lot. And you talked about Medina. And I mean, his game, he looks totally different from first half of the year, to the second half of the year. It's crazy. He's more technical now. He's more in his net. Before you could see him creep out a little bit, you know, find a little bit of holes in his net. And I mean, like any goalie, when the game goes south, there's a lot of holes in the net. Because, I mean, these players are good. I mean, you're you're in a conference with guys like Luke Evangelista, right? Like, you got 50 goals. Brennan often in the same division, so when you have holes in your net, it tends to not work out so well for you. And yeah, Medina looked totally different in the second half, and just the technical work from Michael Layton. I guess now you could say, and just
3: looked he's improved a ton. Right um, to the point now that Windsor has a decision to make: which goalie are they going to ride with next year? Because yeah. both are overage candidates. Yeah, what is their OA? What is their OA candidate situation? They've got a lot, so it yeah, starts a lot with, of O2s. So there's it starts with Will Cooley, but he's not coming back. So not you can answer. you can scratch yeah. Will Cooley off the list. So then it goes Renwick and Rebo on the back end, and then you've got Onishka and Medina, uh, and your forwards are Maggio and Curry. So oh. there, there's a lot of options there for an overage perspective. So Maggio, um, the hometown kid. Right. And I I think he might get drafted this year, guys. I think somebody might take a flyer on him in the, in the NHL draft, even though he's heading into his overage year, somebody may take a late round pick on Maggio and try to get them in their system before somebody else tries to sign him as a free agent.
0: Yeah, you might as well take them now in the seventh before you got an arm race on there in the free agency deal because it's so hard, right? You tend to see OAs say that all the time. Well, it's nice that they actually fell undrafted their last go-around in the draft because then they kind of pick the freedom, right? You go down, you go back to the Ontario Hawks League, you have a big year, and then you pick where you want to go. So sometimes you tend to f- see uh OAs actually like to go undrafted before their OA season. It's kind of an interesting situation because obviously you hear you want to get drafted, right? But when you get in that situation, it's honestly somewhat a good thing you can get to pick where you want to go. You have the freedom.
3: Without a doubt. Um, so um, I think the Spitfires have some decisions to make uh, in a lot of different areas, but starting with the old way positioning going forward. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Talk about those. We're going to get to Cooley and Johnston and Zito for anyone out there uh, joined by color man for the Spitfires, Manny Pava. Just touch on not those top three guys. The rest of that team, I mean, you yeah. could, uh, D'Amico was on my MVP ballot. Uh, he was tremendous. I like, mean, I like Oliver Pierre, fourth line guy, moves up to the third line as the series series goes on. I was a big fan of him against Flint. Watching that series, like, talk about those lower guys that had that contribution. That yeah, we've got superstars in front of us, but if you just focus on them, you're going to pay because we're we're pretty good too.
3: Yeah, but let's start with Oliver Pierce. a fantastic story is from near Hamilton. He's a Burlington kid. So basically playing the Bulldogs allowed him to play in front of family and friends mm-hmm. as the hometown kid. But look back at game one. He scored the game time goal that set up the Michael Renwick heroics in game yeah. one. This was a free agent walk on at training camp for the Windsor Spitfires. <laughs> And the kid, he's not the biggest. He's about six feet, 165 pounds. I don't even know if he's six feet, to be honest with you, fellas. But the kid's speed got him a job on the team. And the kid's speed throughout the season allowed him to move up and down the lineup because Mark Savard tried to use his speed as an advantage throughout the playoffs. And he did against Flint. And against the Hamilton Bulldogs, you saw him go up and down the lineup. Just a fantastic story. Um, he scored four goals in the playoffs, uh, had six in the entire regular season. So uh, he progressed that way. Daniel D'Amico, you mentioned him. What a great overager for the Windsor Spitfires. Just, just a fantastic kid from Kalanen. All he does is score goals like uh D'Amico had 32 goals in the regular season. Um, And then he scored another 11 in the playoffs um, and really picked it up uh, halfway through the Flint series Mm -hmm. and into the OHL championship series. It's basically, he said, I don't want my career to end. And he really picked up and delivered. Again, the Spitfires would not advance to the OHL final without him. He scored big goals in game six and game seven of the series against the Flint Firebirds. Um, You know, I look at Alex Christopoulos.
1: Yeah, what a
3: pickup. He scored 11 goals in the playoffs. Just a fantastic pickup uh, from the North Bay Battalion. Uh, A move that was made. uh, Let's see if maybe a change of scenery will help him out. So he worked hard and got rewarded by playing on the top line with Cooley and Johnston at different times in the playoffs. He was fantastic. Um, and if I look at the back end, you know, everybody talks about Hano, Everybody talks about Parrott on Windsor's back end. But Michael Renwick had a fantastic playoff as well. Um, you know, he had five goals, 13 points, third in defenseman scoring. And he had some big goals. He scored goals at big moments in the hockey game. The game winner in game one against Hamilton in overtime. Uh, the game winner in game six uh, quickly um, after Windsor had tied it up in game six, a, a huge blast, goal. Yeah. yeah. Right before the end of the second period, he came up not only with goals, but goals at huge moments in hockey games. And I have two other guys for you. And I mean, that's big
0: for next year, right? Because the focal point, I mean, not really a focal point, but the eyes are going to be on them. Former first round pick Ethan Mitema and Ryan Abraham, the development for them, the progression, right? You speak progression on these guys. It's so important for them to come up. What's your expectations for guys like Mitama? Because obviously you didn't really see him a lot in the finals, being a young player, but high-skilled. We saw the goals in the preseason there around social media. Um, what's your opinion on
3: Abraham right. and Mitama for next year? So I'm going to correct you, and ex- I, I hate correcting you, but it's Mitema, okay? But Mitema? don't feel – Mitema, don't feel bad. Because in the first game of the exhibition, when I was trying to say his name, I didn't get it right till the third period. So, mm. um, uh, but it's a kid that you're going to remember his name going forward. He's got yeah. a ton of skill and a ton of size. Um, he just needs to work on his strength and his foot speed going forward. But the kid is is a, built like a man, six foot four, 200 pounds. And we've got to remember that he, he's 16. So, um, He's been added to uh, the U18 team for Team Canada. It's going to be a great opportunity for him. Uh, Ryan Abraham, he's not the biggest guy out there at 5'10", 165 pounds, $1.65. But he plays with an edge. And when he plays with an edge, he's way more successful on the ice. Um, As long as he doesn't cross that line, uh, as long as he's on that line and doesn't go over the line, if if he doesn't go over the cliff, He's a very tough player to play against. And he led all rookies in scoring in the OHL playoffs. Future is bright for the Windsor Spitfires with those two offensive threats. Yeah,
4: pretty sure. Yeah, and well, might as well get to them now. Big boys, Cooley, Johnston, uh, Zito. I mean, we've had Zito on the show. Uh, we know what he's like away from the rink, uh, just having a casual conversation with him. I think we bumped into him at the hotel yeah. On, uh, on sunday night a couple of times just being red wings fans him being a red wing pick pretty pumped about that but but those three guys they they put fans in seats and that's just the pure amount of talent that they have and just it, it's almost not fair on some nights when you watch them play
3: yeah you know zito um zito pound for pounds pretty tough hockey player uh he's six foot one 175 pounds and he knocked out Logan Mayu out of the season, basically. Yeah. Uh, Mayu got injured in that fight against Zito uh, back in February. Uh, I think um, Mayu hit her shoulder. And that was a huge blow to London's blue line. But uh, it was Zito, toughness, answering the bell. Um, he scored some big goals on the season. And listen, this guy didn't play game two because his eye was shut, like completely yeah. closed. They had to put a rod in his nose to fix it because his nose was out of place after game one, after oh that God. game one hit that he took. So if that doesn't make you squirm right now, you know, heart. he came back.
1: Yeah, it not, shows not, not,
3: only, not only was his eye closed and they had to put a rod up his nose to fix his nose. I didn't think he was coming back in the series. I would have bet my house on it. I would have been living with you guys at the hotel trying to get pizza. Uh, <laughs> Here we but yeah. he came back and he was a factor um, in the series. Um, so um, as long as Zito stays healthy and stays focused, uh, I think he's going to be a successful hockey player. Now, Wyatt Johnston and Will Cooley are other level players. Yeah. We could talk about this whole podcast about just one of them. I've got all the time in the world for Will Cooley. He was a tremendous captain for the Windsor Spitfires. Um, the coach's poll gave him the second best shot in the Western Conference. Uh, Brendan Othman, I think, was given the best yeah. shot in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. A little debate about that, but I'm not going to quabble over that <laughs> because in the end, Will Cooley won a Western Conference title and went to the OHL final. But Cooley, all he does is score goals, and he's a man amongst boys. Like six four two ten, 210, um, he's just a beast out there. Um, I know he was upset a little with himself that some of his shots missed the target in, in game seven, um, but he can skate, uh, he can hit, and he can score. And talk about a prototypical power forward. That's going to be a huge gap for the New York Rangers going forward. And Wyatt Johnston, I think, took a lot of people by surprise. Um, You could really tell in his rookie season in 2019 when he only had 30 points um, that he had skill, especially in the second half of that season in 2019. His 30 points never came on the PP, never came on the PK because he never played his seconds on special teams. His 30 points were five on five. And once he got comfortable in the second half of the season, you sort of saw some skill there. And you wondered how the pandemic would affect him. Well, I give kudos to Hockey Canada for seeing through the weeds, allowing him to play at the U18 tournament. He was huge for Team Canada in that huge U18 tournament. And all it did was help his confidence. So when the season started this year, his confidence was way up here. He Got picked by the Dallas Stars, 23rd overall in the NHL draft kudos to the stars who saw a skill level that many people did not see. Now, Wyatt Johnston is so good with the puck. And the other thing, not only can he score, he makes everyone around him that much better because his vision on the ice is fantastic. But the one thing I don't think people realized, and that even I didn't realize as much is how he is so responsible with the puck um, coming up behind you and stealing the puck and turning the transition game around so quickly, like that was huge. I always knew he was a 200-foot player, but the fact that he could pick your pocket with such ease and turn up the ice and turn it into instant offense was something that I don't think another player did better in the OHL this season. And I don't know about you, but
0: I think the biggest what if, and I think honestly the biggest, one of the changing points of this series was that, John Luke foodie, not being back this year. Like Foodie's a guy where if he's back in Windsor, this series is probably in favor of Windsor in seven games. I mean, you could like, it's not like that you could see the difference. Obviously he wasn't there, but foodie in the Savard system would have been incredible to watch. I mean, Johnston Cooley in foodie would have been incredible. I mean, that three
3: would have been the best line in the Ontario hockey league. Well, would they even be together maybe it would have been foodie one and it depends johnston, it is johnston yeah. too can you believe that why johnston? J- yeah. johnston as your number two center like wow yeah,
0: yeah the number two mean the, the mvp on
3: the second line and i mean talk about a power play opportunity but yeah right.
0: my, my last so, question oh sorry I,
3: I was just gonna say you know like we tried to not bring it up uh, in the broadcast much because we never saw foodie all year yeah if exactly you t- if you talk to some within the windsor spitfires organization they will yeah. tell you that that's a missed opportunity and it bugs them They've it definitely- bugs them a lot that colorado didn't send foodie back to the OHO.
0: and you can see probably bill bowler probably trying to do their due diligence with colorado right their communication saying like here's your options if he comes back right because you hear that all the time teams will reach out to these to their drafted teams and say hey we have a spot here. This is what he's gonna play. This is the role. You know, he's gonna be in good hands. We follow your team as a script on development page. Like this is here. And you can tell there was probably communication there for sure, you would think, right? With foodie. So it's just it's too bad because it could have been. I think that's the biggest what if from the series. But my last question for you as Manny is Mark Savard. You hear the rumors from Mark Savard. I mean, I've said it early on in the show. I've said it a bunch of weeks. Mark Savard, I think, would be the best coach to play for in the Ontario Hockey League. He just has a passion, right? And you know he has your back as a coach, right? It doesn't matter what the situation is. He's confident in your abilities. And I think that's huge for Mark Savard into having a coach. But what's what do you think's next for Mark Savard?
3: Well, I know that two NHL teams have already reached out to him. And they're going to have conversations with Mark Savard. Um, whether he comes back to Windsor, Um, he has publicly said that he thinks he's not ready for the NHL, but that's public privately. I think if he got the Bruins offer, he would jump at it. That's, that's just my opinion. That's just me reading the tea leaves. Uh, I like Mark Savard. I have a great relationship with Mark Savard. He's a great guy. Uh, he's a quote unquote players coach. High energy. Uh, Yeah. Um, he's a fantastic guy. Um, And I think he's going to coach in the NHL one day. It might be sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Um, But he has publicly said that he doesn't think he's ready. However, the way he coached this hockey team, um, he did a marvelous job. But he also had a lot of support here, guys. Andy Delmore and Jared Smith, they are fantastic, A, people, and B, hockey minds. Like, they were fantastic. If you looked if you looked at the TV timeouts during the OHL Championship Series, it wasn't always Savard drawing up plays on the bench. Yeah. You had Delmore with the clipboard. You had Smith with the clipboard. That's what it was like all season long for the Windsor Spitfires. That coach's room. And then you had a Michael Layton as a goaltending coach. That coach's room. Wow. What, um,
0: yeah. Professional. what a
3: skilled room. Yeah. yeah. Professional, skilled room.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the energy from Savard too. in the press conferences, I mean, what a treat it was. Honestly, it was a treat. And I was saying early on the show, it'd be nice if there's a way to be able to reach out to Mark Savard and just to like thank him for the time, because every question you ask Mark Savard, you get the honest answer. And like in media, as you know, it's nice to get the honest answer because sometimes you get, I mean, you don't get the, you get the sugar coat right from the, from the head coach. You're not going to tell you this, but Savard's kind of, he's pretty open about it. He's going to tell you what they're going to do. And after game two, when Hamilton defeated Windsor at home in Hamilton, Mark Savard comes in the press conference. He goes, oh, did someone's cat die? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the towel over his shoulders. You know, he's soaked with sweat. It, it's just like, it's just what you're going to get
3: for Mark Savard. Uh, and wasn't the team sort of an extension of the coach? Like the coach, exactly. was really, yeah. the coach was really confident in his group and the players were confident. They, they weren't afraid of Hamilton. Well, look at all they, the comebacks. Uh, Yeah. They, they read all the clippings. They, they saw all the pundits quote unquote pundits suggest that Hamilton would win in four or five games, but that didn't phase these guys. Nobody really gave them that much respect uh, throughout the regular season. They were eight and eight to start the regular season. And everybody's like, what's wrong with Windsor, but they didn't panic. They fought through the adversity uh, and And then they finished first in the Western conference. And then everybody sat up and said, okay, Windsor, here we go. But is their goaltending that good? They're all offense. What about their back end and their goaltending? They proved everybody wrong. And I would say that uh, in the OHL championship series, no offense to Constantini, he's now got a ring, but I thought he got outplayed by Onishka and even Medina at the beginning of the series.
4: Yeah, uh, I would tend to agree. And yeah, just, I couldn't have put it better for Mark Savard, just a leader in the room. Everything he did, just, yeah, he, he, sh- he came out in the players, and I think that's what was awesome. And one thing uh, I want good, to
3: touch. Sorry, guys. A good storyline for game seven was, um, and Mark Savard was hoping a little history would be on his side, 11 years ago on June 15th uh, was when Mark Savard and the Boston Bruins beat the Vancouver Canucks in game seven to win the Stanley Cup. Whew.
1: That's a
0: good one. So
3: so yeah. so Vard was hoping that would happen again in a game seven. On the road, that his team would win the championship again.
0: Well, how much is he getting on these tickets? I mean, he's been selling tickets <laughs> at Wafku there forever. How much is he getting off the ticket sales here? I, I love they, it. After game two, he's on Twitter. Let's pack this place. Let's go Windsor. <laughs> like I love it.
3: Yeah that that was a that was a good funny bit every with the Windsor media every time he walked yeah. into the. Yeah. Into cool. the press room. How how how, how are ticket sales going, Coach? So what was the question you asked about the stories?
0: He had some stories, and he wouldn't tell the Leaf one. But you could see <laughs> Will Cooley after Game Six tell the Leaf one. He wanted them to tell it, but he didn't. That would have been awesome.
3: So yeah. I I've I've done that a lot with coaches. Just like uh, I did that with Jay McKee, actually yeah. before Game Seven as well. But um, uh, I I just like hey, Coach, what's your Game Seven experience, right? Yeah, and yeah, and and you know, Will Cooley remembered the leaf story, um, but the story that Mark told—not um, not the Game Seven win that the Boston Bruins won the Stanley Cup, but uh, Game Six when the coach walked up to him at the time and and said, uh, said, uh, "You're a great regular season performer, but are you are you a, are you going to be known as a playoff bum?" And then he went out and scored the game winner in the first minute and won the championship. And to, went up to his coach afterwards and says, coach, I'm not a playoff bomb, right? That, that's a great story. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I asked Jay McKee in Hamilton before game seven, do you have any good game seven stories? He has literally never played in a game seven. He wow, said.
0: that's a stat.
3: Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought he did, but he did not play in a game seven. He's coached in a game seven. That was with the Kitchener Rangers when they lost in the Sioux. Yeah. uh in the conference finals in 2018 but now he's a champion as a coach in a game seven yeah, yeah. right on uh i got one more for
4: you maddie or uh manny
3: sure get my name right <laughs> i got <you. laughs> Ro- rooster i don't know I, I don't know why
4: that came out that way but anyways uh we, when we had pasquale zito on the show i i asked oh, him this at the end I have of a our follow interview up on this oh, okay. Okay. okay um i asked him uh on the show and the display is still up at the WFCU center. Um, he's always going to be Windsor's captain, Mickey Reno. I had the pleasure to be at his last game at the barn. Um, as a media member, what, what's his impact still on Windsor? Like his name has got to still be around the room every day.
3: His, his image is around the room, his name is around the room. Um, it's around the building. You obviously see it when you walk around the building, but it's literally around the dressing room and the offices for the Windsor Spitfires. Uh, This is a local kid who you won't meet a nicer guy. Um, He, he gave back to the community. He was um, one of the most well-liked hockey players in Windsor Spitfires history. That's why they gave him the captain C. Mm -hmm. Um, And He was a pretty good hockey player, guys, drafted by the Calgary Flames. His future was bright. It reminded me of Dan Snyder. who used to play for the Owen Sound Platers back in the day, who um, was a fantastic person. And maybe he wasn't the most skilled guy on the ice, but he gave you 110% all the time. And he was on his way. He fought through the AHL, the East Coast, he was on his way to the NHL and was on his way to becoming a 20 goal scorer in the NHL with the Atlanta Thrashers before his life was taken away in that tragic car crash with Danny Heatley. Uh, those two guys are syn- synonymous together. They they are linked together in their two different communities, Mickey Renault and Windsor, Dan Snyder and Owen Sound, and the OHL rightfully so has awards named after both of those hockey players because they made an impact not only on the ice in the Ontario Hockey League, but off the ice. The Renault family still attends Windsor Spitfires hockey games. They are still honored in a pregame ceremony on Mickey Renault Day at the WFCU Center when the Spitfires play and they will play every single day on mickey renault day going forward that's how much of an impact he has on the team and in the community yeah yeah uh, just yeah like i said
4: doesn't get any better than that and it's unfortunate but uh yeah what a great player you said it perfectly manny um that pretty much wraps her up um, I, have, I have one last question okay. go for it wardy So we had Mike Stubbs on the show. We've had
0: Reed Duffy on the show. Every broadcaster, we like to ask this question because the broadcasters and media in general have all the best stories. What's your best story? Story time with Manny. Covering the Windsor Spitfires. What's your best story?
3: Oh, man. Um, I don't know if I have a great story that I could share with you guys. I've got (laughs) stories, but I don't know if I can share it with you guys. My so i would say that um uh i would say that i was late for the bus one time
1: um
3: and you know as you know that doesn't go over so well yeah that's it actually it was actually um it was actually a road game in Owen sound my old (laughs) stomping grounds and um the post game show went long and then everybody wanted to talk to me after the game and the guys just wanted to get on the bus and go home. They actually played on Groundhog Day. So uh, I think I did a video on social media before and said, hey, it's Groundhog Day, guess where I'm at? Sort of linked together, I'm in Owen Sound, Groundhog Day all over again, that sort of thing. And I get on the bus late and the captain was Luke Boca at the time. Um, And he just just sort of said, hey, it's Groundhog Day, let's go. Uh, The whole (laughs) bus erupted, gave me gears. Uh, and uh, and from them, I was part of the family. So, well,
0: that, yeah, that's thanks, a great Manny, story. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks. For yeah. that. You don't have any
4: story. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Off the I've record got stories. stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Manny, really appreciate you doing this. Um, it was great to get to know you over these seven games. Uh,
3: hopefully, we'll see you again uh, next yeah. year because we're going to have to make the trip. Honestly, guys, I wish we had more time to talk uh, over the course of the the seven-game series. Colin and Reese, you guys are doing a fantastic job. Thank you. uh, Listen to you guys a lot, and I appreciate you having me on. And maybe, just maybe, you might be able to get some Windsor pizza when you return to the Rose City.
4: Oh, for sure. That's the goal.
3: That's where we're stopping first. Screw the arena. We're just going to go get pizza first. And remember, you can get takeout. (laughs) It is 2022. You don't have to dine in to eat and enjoy Windsor pizza. You can get takeout, boys. Love it. All right, let's jot that down. We can get yeah.
4: takeout. All right, we're good. All right, cool. Thanks a lot, Manny. Appreciate it. Welcome back to the OHL and 60 podcast. I'm Reese Maney along with Colin Ward. Episode 100 is coming to an end. Thank you again to Manny Pava for joining us. Of course, here I'm doing the color with the Beller on AM 800 CKLW in Windsor, you know, for future considerations, the podcast he's on there. Great two, guy. Great. Chat.
0: Two, you know what? Windsor's radio broadcast Two class act guys. Yeah you're not going to find a better class act group than Windsor's broadcast. Um, they do an incredible job and uh, two very, very good people. I mean, the nicest people I've met this year, I think in the, in media by far, I mean, two class act guys always have the time of day for you. uh genuine, um, just Nice to be able to finally meet Manny in, in person, yeah. right? This final, so that's the beauty of it, right? Playing team that we never really saw the out of conference play, so it was nice to meet Manny and uh, heck of a series for him and a heck of a group they have up there in Windsor, that's for sure.
1: I
4: was gonna say TSN's mics didn't work. Where was <laughs> Reed Duffy or Steve Bell? Come on,
0: yeah, where was these? Brutal, yeah. yeah, cue them on, yeah, two great right. options, very true. Yeah very true
4: one of them was a the bell media station
0: Jeez. <laughs> yeah yeah you would think you would think you would make the move eh you would think but yeah if 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 it was Manny and Steve's mike or Reed and Troy's mike i don't think the game would be paused yep i agree so that's all i'm going to say yep fun show though fun show battle through the yeah. elements of battling god Benny, i'm feeling Helms, it man this is rough physicality yeah we Holy went through this we went through a seven game series ourselves
4: yeah yeah that was it was, it was fun worth it definitely worth it um first like first playoffs for us part of the show first full and season it, and it ends just before our 100th episode like how well did that oh, work out
0: up. you know back in a couple of years ago we drew it up yeah, I'm you know, sitting that.
4: in the uh, TSN studios. Uh, Man. Yeah, yeah, we knew our hundredth episode would be in between the OHL finals shooting. and the Mem Cup. So shooting threes. Um, yeah, putting phone books on uh, our legs.
0: Like, yeah, e-bug. I mean, you're not gonna find a better e-bug style, right? Um, That's what I'm saying. Going out, going out to get East Side Mario's from Skip the Dishes uh, with a hockey stick. The social distance back when COVID first started. in yep. March of 2022. Or 2020. Um, that was pretty good. That was a late night. That was when you're not doing the Lakers-Raptor game in the bubble. And we went out there with the hockey stick. Yeah. yeah. That was a late night. But, yeah. What a time. It's been a blast. Heck of a job, Reese, with the editing. Definitely carry the podcast. That's for sure. No, I don't and, know about um, it's a, it's been a fun time. It's going to be great memories to go
4: to. Oh, yeah. Next 100 has just begun. And thanks to Gavin Bryant too for the message. Appreciate yeah. that. Shout out to him, guy's a beauty. Yeah,
0: it really is. I mean, one of my favorites, right? I mean, as Deli connections, it was automatic when he got drafted. We had to get him on the show. Yeah. Obviously, we had that first round pick, but Gavin, he's a high skilled guy. He deserves what he's gonna get. Good luck in the draft, Gav, and we'll uh, we'll
4: see you soon on the Sandbagger, for sure, for sure. All right, that is it. I think we got to decide it here, Wardy. Do we wait till the Memorial Cup is over? So well, here's what I was thinking. Is it, as is we discussed this on so, here. Oh well. So
0: Monday, so Monday is game one. Yeah. The OHL. Tuesday's off. I believe. I don't have the schedule in front of me. I gotta find it. Yeah, like if there's two days off, we might as well record before the second OHL game. Yeah. If it, because then we can have a chance to. Um, Oh so, yeah, there it is.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, Hamilton. Go,
0: Let's what record. The heck? We can record uh, Tuesday night and release on Wednesday, and then Thursday's
4: the game. Yeah, works for if me. Want to do that? Okay. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Next episode will be released as I pull up the calendar because 100 episodes means no math.
0: <laughs> do a pregame for
4: the next episode will be released on the 22nd of June yeah fun one that is all thank you to everyone who has listened throughout the first hundred thank you to everyone who has joined the show in the first hundred thank you to anyone who has contributed to the show in the first hundred and get set the next hundred is going to be even better thanks so much for tuning in and we will chat again in five days